We've got satanic rituals. We've got Mariska Hargitay. We've got cuddly creatures coming out of the toilet to get you in the end. It's not gremlins. It's not critters. What is it, Faith? It's, it's ghoulies. ghoulies right now on the Late Night Fright. Save me, Mariska Hargitay. Welcome to the Late Night Fright, right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very ghoulish co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Faith, I'm in a mood tonight, Faith. I feel like, (laughs) give us any chance, we'll take it. Give us any rule, we'll break it. We're going to make our dreams come true, Faith. Oh, man. Are you singing Laverne and Shirley? I am singing Laverne and Shirley, Faith. (laughs) Singing Laverne and Shirley, been watching mm. a lot of brain dead television, and Laverne and Shirley has a, been a big part of that. Faith, you're a fan though, aren't you? I am. I like that show. It's been a while since I've seen it though. Yes, it's uh, it's just as fun and uh, uh, inconsequential as you remember, but a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun. Off the beaten path, quick question. Now, that's a great TV theme song. What is your favorite TV theme song of all time? Cheers. Or, cheers. <laughs> That's a good Hands call. <laughs> Laverne and Shirley is up there for me. Cheers is definitely up there for me. Uh, the theme from Seinfeld, just because of the bass, yeah. is, is good. <laughs> There's so many. I miss the days of the TV theme song. Yeah. We don't, we're song. not living in those days anymore. No. Right. You know, because actually, I feel like I sit around occasionally and think about theme songs that I like. There's not, you know, like today, there aren't that many. There really, there really aren't. Uh, you know, we were talking about Monk. Last mm-hmm. week, Monk has a great theme song oh, yeah. written by Randy Newman, but uh, the Laverne and Shirley theme song. But I feel I'm in that mood tonight, Faith, that, you know, <laughs> we're going to make it. We're going to make all of our dreams come if true. If you feel that way, I maybe do. I do, too. Let's see. <laughs> well, we don't talk too much about news on this show. Real news, I should say. Uh, <laughs> but there was some news out of Hollywood this past week that I feel we should address because we're both such huge fans of this gentleman and apparently his dreams have come true because I think he was shooting to star in every movie that comes out of Hollywood mm-hmm. and uh, and not Hollywood. <laughs> there is a new official hardest working actor in Hollywood. There is a formula that they put in and it compiles uh, who has had the most output and over the past five years the gentleman who has dethroned Samuel L. Jackson as the hardest working man in Hollywood Faith who is it? It's Nicolas Cage <laughs> of Nicholas course Kim Coppola <laughs> aka Nicolas Cage this was the first news item I saw the other day when I woke up I was walking through to turn on the coffee pot and I and I heard that Nicolas Cage had eclipsed Samuel L. Jackson. Now, the funny thing about this is uh, the people on the list, they take into account production. So if you produced a movie, if you were in the movie, no, Nicolas Cage was the only one who grinded it out as an actor. And I want to say it, it was like 25 is in my head for some reason. It was it's a lot of movies. It's wow. a lot of movies he's been and in. And most of them are, uh, what, just the on-demand movies, huh? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they take majority. all that into account, yeah. <laughs> so let's say 25 movies, and we can probably name three of them. 
Maybe three of them. That's yeah. That's about true. Give him yeah. any rules, he's gonna break them. <laughs> no, it made me very happy though to uh, to see Nicolas Cage. And uh, again, kind of getting into the news now. Uh, during the whole pandemic, the Tiger King documentary series became like the biggest thing in the world. I know. I'm, during I'm the whole shocked. thing. And to bring this back around, Nicolas Cage is going to be uh, taking Tiger King to television in his first television role. He is going to play Joe Exotic. Is that his name? Yes. Because the whole Tiger King phenomenon has has blissfully passed me by. I have yet to see an episode. You've seen this, haven't you? Unfortunately. (laughs) Unfortunately. Is this the kind of thing that Nicolas Cage is perfect for? Oh, yes. Like, I am so, I'm actually really excited to see him play Joe Exotic. Yeah, I mean, the little bit I've so, seen, man. I went, this kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. this kind of makes sense. So uh, that, that's pretty exciting, though. I hope that this puts him in the spotlight again. That uh, We've talked about Nicolas mm-hmm. Cage is overdue the critical comeback. And so hopefully this will be the critic and commercial comeback for him because I, so. I, I love him. I know Me you too. love him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's the hardest working man in show business. We can <laughs> we can say that. So. I mean, hey. Going back to Laverne and Shirley, there's nothing that he won't try. <laughs> Never heard the word impossible. <laughs> that seems about true. Seems about true. Yes, it does. So Nicolas Cage, well, he came from the 80s, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He came from the 80s. The movie we're talking about tonight comes from the 80s, does it not, Faith? It does. What are we talking about tonight? We are talking about Ghoulies. From either 84 or 85, <laughs> depending on yeah. on the source uh, that you that you look I at. I think I saw 85 most of the you know, searches I would do. I think so I saw 84 gonna, maybe once. Okay, so we'll, we'll go with 85. That's yeah, fine. That's so kind of where I was landed. <laughs> so the horror comedy ghoulies tonight we're going to get into. We're going to get into some other things, too. We're going to take a very short break. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we'll see you on the other side. Faith, I think we should tell them about our back catalog. I think we should. Faith, tell them about our back catalog. We have slashers, thrashers, slicers, dicers, universal monsters. We even have a comedy. We do. We have a comedy. Yes, we do. All of those are available wherever podcasts can be found. Good job on that, Faith. <laughs> Thank you. Thrashers, slashers, slicers, dicers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Having a housewarming party. Whoa! What do you guys want to do? Well, we could play hide and go seek. Yeah. What about Trivial Pursuit? Yeah. yeah. Trip. Poker. Yeah. <laughs> I got an idea. Let's do a ritual. Yod he. Bow he. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself. Hey, knock it off. Come. I order thee. In the name of the most holy trinity. Come. 
that was fun. No, no, wait. I, I need to dismiss the spirit. So do I. Where's the bathroom? Upstairs. <laughs> Unfortunately, there will be some surprise guests. <laughs> they have very bad manners. And they have no respect for privacy. They'll wake up the neighbors. What the hell's in there? And they never take no for an answer. Oh, man, that chick is really a screamer. <laughs> Ghouls, once they show up, you can never get rid of them. <laughs> They'll get you in the end. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we are talking about a mid-80s horror comedy tonight. Faith, what are we talking about? We're talking about Ghoulies. 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 Ghoulies came out January 18th, 1985. It was directed by Luca Bercovici. Luca Bercovici. Faith, is it just me, or when you have an Italian name like that, do you do the Michael Scott from The Office, the Karen Filippelli, uh, a Karen, a, a Filippelli? Yes. So it's not just me. It's not just you, no. Okay. <laughs> it was written by Luca Abercovici. Would you like to try that, Faith? Abercovici. That's nice. That was nice, Faith. I know. Like a musicality to it. I like it. <laughs> One more time, Faith. Abercovici. Love it. It's yeah, a me, yeah. a Mario. Uh, it was written by Luca Abercovici and Jeffrey Levy. That's just kind of a letdown after <laughs> Bercovici. I know. Jeffrey Levy. Just mm. and we got uh, I think we have some fun ones here in the cast though. It stars Peter Liapis. A Liapis. <laughs> Lisa Pelican. That's Pelican with a K. I was about to say I think it's just Pelican with a K. Pelican with a K. Michael DeBar. Scott Thompson, Jack Nance from Twin Peaks, played Pete Martell, also in David Lynch's Eraserhead. So he's he's a classic in the uh, in the horror genre. I mean, mm-hmm. it's one of the great looks in horror, that hair just standing <laughs> straight up, right? And we have Miss Mariska Hargitay. That's right. She has been on Law & Order SVU for the past, oh, 45 or 50 years now, isn't it? Doesn't <laughs> it, seems it feel like, like that show has been on forever? It's been on 20, and I've never even seen it. 21 years. 21 wow. years that show's been on. And I've seen a bit of it. My favorite part is Ice-T on that show. Mm-hmm. Ice-T playing Odafin, I think is his name, <laughs> on the show. And uh, comedian John Mulaney has a great bit about uh, Ice-T on Law & Order Special Victims Unit. I'm just going to throw that out. You all need to go look that up. <laughs> and he does a great Ice-T impression. Oh, wow. At it. Yeah. <laughs> You mean to tell me this guy's out there? I can't do it. I don't. I don't have the lateral lisp that that Ice T does. You an Ice T fan, Faith? Eh, sure. Like I like Ice. Yeah, you don't bother me. I remember him from the New Jack Hustler days of New Jack City, the, the dog days of 1991. <laughs> All right, let's get back on track here, All Faith. Right. We're professionals. We need to we need to get back on track. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, 
Anyway, but uh, no, I just want to backtrack. Mariska Hargitay has been playing that character for a very, 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 very long time. (laughs) Olivia Benson. So we uh, this movie, as we said, came out January 18th, 1985. It did well enough to spawn three sequels. Mm -hmm. Ghoulies 2, Ghoulies Go to College, and the appropriately named Ghoulies 4. Oh, wow. So original. I wonder where they came up with that. No idea. I wonder how they came up with that. Have you seen any of the other uh, movies? Uh, not that not that I can recall. Not that I, I can recall. Uh, I'm really curious to see Ghoulies go to college, though. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. I would uh, I would be uh, very curious to A.B. the Ghoulies series with the Revenge of the Nerds series because mm-hmm. I feel like... I feel like there's probably some overlap there with the uh, maybe so because <laughs> yeah, I think Revenge of the Nurse Three is like back to college or something. So I mean, there's there's something going on there, right? Uh, a little bit. All right, so let's let's see how we can do this. Uh, brief kind of recap synopsis of the movie. Let's do it, Faith. So it opens up with a satanic ritual, as all <laughs> horror films should, should open open up open up with. Uh, there's a guy named Malcolm. He's the leader of a satanic cult. And he's going to sacrifice his child, Jonathan Graves. But there's a woman in the cult who's like, no, mm-hmm. no, you're not going to do this. I'm not going to let you sacrifice our child. Ooh. <laughs> and then Jack Nance, Eraserhead, Pete Martell from Twin Peaks steps forward, takes the child. She takes the place and then something happens and he dies and you go years in the future and Jonathan Graves the baby is all grown up he's in college mm-hmm. he is dating Rebecca mm-hmm. played by Lisa Pelican mm-hmm. Pelican with a cat mm-hmm. and he inherits this house and things just start to get kind of weird because he gets into his father's chest uh, or finds the book or whatever it is but mm-hmm. he, he starts doing the black magic and things start to happen around the house and the ghoulies show up and the ghoulies are these little miniature uh, animatronic puppeted uh, creature creatures that are looking that are supposed to be uh, evil but are kind of precious in their uh, they kind of are <laughs> own own weird way. One critic said that this movie was a knockoff of Gremlins and maybe saw that. maybe it is maybe it isn't I don't know it doesn't feel like Gremlins though Mm-mm. so Gremlins is more of a satire to me this is this is more just kind of a straight straight horror movie. Yeah. So uh, they are in college, although they look uh, quite old to be in college and carry themselves a little older, but that's okay. They have their friends over, and uh, then Malcolm, the father, comes back from the dead. There's a there's a sorcerer showdown, and and he's you know uh, banished to the ether by Jack Nance and that's it, it gets a little convoluted there at the end uh something that should be a little simple but uh it was a lot of fun so let's just get into it Faith Ghoulies was a lot of fun what did you think of it I liked it a lot it, it was a fun movie it was a lot darker than I thought it was gonna be actually yes yes this was um if I had seen this it had been so long I had forgotten most of it uh we're gonna talk about the element I think that most people know from this movie and just in just a minute here but uh, the trailer, which was the selling point mm-hmm. on this for us, really makes it out to be a, a horror comedy, comedy. a mm-hmm. real kind of, I don't want to say side splitting, but something more akin to a uh, kind of a fun creature feature. Right. What you get is a demonic possession 
haunted house type movie more in the hammer vein Mm because this did this feel like a hammer studios production to you because it really i was really feeling like the late night hammer movie you know uh Mm -hmm. you know like late night horror film b movie vibe coming from this and that's not a knock on this this was a lot of fun but uh it felt like a peter cushing (laughs) christopher lee film kind of elements of fright night in a Mm -hmm. way and and Fright Night, which we did on the show we talked about, has a real hammer element, you know, vibe yes. to it. So, um, yeah, it was a lot darker than <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. And I mean, yeah, there were there were your elements of comedy. I mean, I, I, I know I laughed a few times, but I, it was I, like, oh, I was right. like, wow, this is... I straight up, I straight up giggled a few times. Yeah, <laughs> first ten minutes of this are very, very solid with the uh, with the satanic mm-hmm. ritual and uh, and the whole setting up of the situation. And then you meet the uh, the college kids, their friends, uh, Rebecca and Jonathan's friends, and uh, I like those people. And it it felt like an eighties movie at times, yep. and then it felt like a very kind of classic seventies horror picture we talked about those kind of pictures uh coming back to uh nicholas cage drive angry i was catching elements of of drive angry with that uh with the satanic you know uh, sacrifice yeah. plot yeah in it um did that pop into your mind it didn't pop in my head but i can see it yeah now that you you say it yeah. yeah um but a fun movie it was it was a fun movie and i said it, it does get a little convoluted there <laughs> you know toward the end i i personally wanted more of the ghoulies I did too. I think the, I think the, uh, I feel like even somebody said it, like the um, cover kind of misleads you a little bit. You think it's going to be way, like, that's kind of the whole story of this movie. Yeah, so let's, uh, that was a great segue. Let's talk about the most famous element maybe from this (laughs) film, which is the poster, which, uh, uh, kind of, kind of upset some people back in the day, Uh some, some parents, because, uh, well, uh, you've probably seen this poster. If you're a horror movie fan and you listen to this uh, podcast, you've, you've seen the poster. There is a ghoulie coming out of a toilet with uh, <laughs> one of the greatest taglines for a film I've ever seen or heard here. Uh, Faith, you want to tell them what the tagline Go is? Go ahead. They'll get you in the end. <laughs> Faith, I have a feeling that end in this context has a double was meaning. A, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Uh, the ghoulie wearing his little uh, T-shirt and his Mork from Orc suspenders. Uh, <laughs> looking all manner of precious, isn't he? Yes. Kind of looking. Then he kind of look like uh, Lawrence Tierney from Reservoir Dogs, Joe. <laughs> Doesn't he look like the old man? I can see it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they'll get you in the end. There it is. And uh, yep. I, I, I've always loved this this poster. And this is the thing I remember from it because this takes me back seen this poster to the days of the video store. And we've talked about this on the show a few times. I miss going into the video store and strolling through each section. And I really miss strolling through the horror section mm-hmm. because you would, you would see gems like this right. sitting there on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about the video store is movies like this would get sequels because people rented it enough. Mm-hmm. They, they were making enough money out of the rentals exactly. to justify doing a sequel. So, uh, so this really, really does bring me back. <laughs> so, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about this uh, as a horror movie? The 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 horror aspect of it, the uh, the satanic sacrifice, black magic, devil cult uh, aspect of the movie. I mean, I'm a fan. It's probably not my first go to kind of thing with you know with horror. It doesn't really 
I mean, I feel like here it's not as, uh, oh my, you know, like, this is so terrifying to watch. You know what I'm trying to say? It yeah. Kinda, it doesn't, you know, give me nightmares or anything like that. But I think uh, I think it's well done for horror. I think, I think the characters played, especially Rebecca, I think she reacted well in this movie and it was kind of felt a little more real. Yeah, you know. it was it was very engaging. I mean, if I walked in on somebody doing that, <laughs> yeah, it felt it felt very um, very classically grounded mm-hmm. as a horror film in that in the demonic possession or you know trying to conjure spirits realm of right. film. You know, it felt like it was hitting all the beats. Uh, but you had the fun little creatures on top of it. But you had another great segue. I want to get into this, and I and I said this while we were watching it. This movie was made. We like to say this here on the late night Friday was made efficiently not cheaply because it looks great it It really does look great but you can tell this is not a an a-list production from the time and one of the hallmarks of horror films and and movies that are not on the a-list but maybe more bc sometimes (laughs) d-list is the acting is not very good Mm -hmm. and we've seen even movies here on the show that we've really really liked uh take something like a nightmare on elm street for example there are some performances in the 84 elm street that are not the best right yeah, you, know, you expect that from a lower budget film. Mm-hmm. I thought the performances and the acting in this movie were top notch. I think so too. This was a really, really good cast. I don't know who any of them are outside <laughs> of Mariska Hargitay, uh, but Lisa Pelican, Pelican with a K, she was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I thought she played uh, a role that you've seen so many times in other movies. That could be cliche mm-hmm. or just kind of old hat. I'm not saying she was reinventing the wheel, but I'm saying is she played it so well and it felt real though, didn't it? It did. And this was saying there were there were moments that I actually, you know, believed her. It wasn't like, oh And I feel like her character in the writing made some choices where you're not going, Why the hell are you doing that? Right. You know? <laughs> or didn't have that like cheesy overtone to it. You know, like how the, some of those eighties movies kind of Yeah. Yeah, these women kind of feel just they're there because of how they fill out the costume. You know, mm-hmm. is that maybe what you're yeah. saying? And she's an attractive woman. Yeah, she's, I mean, yeah. I just mean, I get, she never seemed like, you know, she was, you know, not She feels like an or, actress. Yeah, yeah. She feels like, like, but all of them, uh, Peter uh, Leapis, uh, Jonathan, I thought was a really good performance. Mm-hmm. And does that dude not look like, uh, who did I say he, he looks like? Um, the lead guy. I, I, I have it written down. Did you text it to me? I did text it to I you. I can't remember. <laughs> I did text it to you. Uh, um, it'll come to me. I it'll don't come remember. To me. Yes. Another week where we just we just didn't do notes. <laughs> but uh, they were they were both really, really good, I thought. Uh, the whole cast, though, Scott Thompson as Mike, uh, Ralph Seymour as the Toad Boy, Mariska Hargitay as Donna, Keith Joe Dick, one of the great names <laughs> in film history, Keith Joe Dick. Uh, as Dick and uh, David Diane as uh, Eddie, uh, Victoria Catlin as Anastasia, and uh, Shireen Kathleen as Robin. I thought they were really great as the uh, as their friends, as the group of friends. And uh, Nathan Fillion, he looks like a weird alternate universe Nathan Fillion and Scorpio from Dirty Harry. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's, that's who Peter Leapis looks like. Yeah, he definitely reminded me of uh, Scorpio. Um, <laughs> And then you had uh, Tamara DeTrue as Greedy Gut, the uh, little person, the, the little ghoulie, and Peter Rish as a uh, Grizzle. So, <laughs> no, it was it was a really really good cast, and and um, I thought that the tone was struck pretty good. It wasn't goofy, 
Uh, the stakes in this movie felt real. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt like they kind of kept getting higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the comic relief and the two kind of stoners. I thought, you, I thought I was going to say they were actually probably one, like my favorite because they, they didn't seem like it didn't seem like they were trying too hard to be funny. It was the, just yeah, they were just and they it was were like nice. they were there. Yeah, <laughs> and the characters don't feel like those eighties horror movie tropes. Mm-mm. You know, mm-hmm. like stupid kids. Uh, uh, you had a really beautiful woman dating kind of a geek, which I thought was neat. You know, mm-hmm. the uh, Hargate was dating uh, the Toad Boy, mm-hmm. which I thought was was a lot of fun, and they uh, didn't overplay that for laughs. I, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like they went for cheap laughs. Like the guys, the stoner dudes were just that's just who they that's were. Who they it were? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All in all, I mean, this was this was a really fun odd little movie that I liked I, it that I, I would totally recommend to anybody just looking for uh, I would say this is a rainy Sunday afternoon movie yeah you see I started watching it last night and it was fun to kind of watch it too kind of late at night it feels like a uh, it feels like a slumber party movie, yeah there you doesn't go. it Ooh, <laughs> a slumber party movie do they even still have those are we allowed to have those to... anymore there's a lot of things we're not allowed to do these days yeah. <laughs> a lot of things uh no i i really 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 liked it um what did uh did you notice uh one of the things i was noticing the green contact lenses that look like a uh, kryptonite uh, mm-hmm. poisoning or something <laughs> yes uh mr leapis peter leapis as jonathan graves had the same problem that michael jackson had in the thriller video at the end when he turns and he looks at the camera with that big grin you know the moment i'm talking mm-hmm. about yeah the contact wasn't straight the eye was was kind of wonky he had kind of <laughs> kind of had a lazy eye happening did you notice that <laughs> with did. the and it wasn't just him somebody else i, I can't remember had maybe it was uh malcolm uh michael debar's malcolm graves had it too but they just couldn't quite get that <laughs> contact in in the right way yeah i noticed <laughs> and it was reminding me too of uh gary mitchell from uh the star trek episode where no man has gone before uh <laughs> <laughs> Where uh, Kirk's friend, remember, uh, he, he gets the omnipotent uh, powers when they yes. cross the barrier to the universe. And he's got the aluminum contacts in. You know, I was thinking of that when I was when I was looking at him. But uh, yeah, there was a scene, pretty dramatic scene, and the contact is wonky. <laughs> and I just, I, it, I was like, I can't take this seriously. Well, I feel, course, like, I feel like this, like that was the vibe of the movie, though. Really, you know, I mean, yeah. it's just like it was. You know, it's a scary movie, but it's it's lighthearted in a way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, set design here was really great. I thought. I thought yeah. that the uh, set set design and I, it was originally uh, a one location horror film that uh, uh, Mr. Berkovici, uh wanted to put together, and that's great because I do like uh, one one location films, yeah. and it helps budget wise too. True, helps budget wise. Yeah, I like the one location. I feel like you know for for this specifically, I feel like it keeps the story where it needs to be it's not all over the place and you know you're not (laughs) confused and too much happening absolutely i want to ask you a question here Mm -hmm. uh the music the theme song what did you think of the theme song well i liked it i mean it didn't did it remind you of anything at all um not off the top of my head let me see if i can blow your mind here did it kind of have a danny elfman feel to it okay did you that Uh, yeah okay okay so there's two credited composers on this, mm-hmm. uh, Richard Band and Shirley Walker. Shirley Walker was the orchestrator on Danny Elfman's Batman. Hmm. 
score. And she did the music for Batman the Animated Series. Now, there has been some conjecture that has been shot down by both Shirley Walker, she's no longer with us, and Danny Elfman, that Shirley Walker actually wrote the 1989 Batman score, but she, she said she didn't. That was all Elfman. But when you hear the Ghoulies theme song, you can hear because she or because the orchestration mm-hmm. and he learned from her because okay. I heard it, I went that's Elfman and then I saw her name and went ah, ah, ah light bulb went off there it is yes, <laughs> yes. that's pretty cool I I thought that was uh, I thought that was very cool yeah so um, I, I like the score for the most part I mean it, it yeah, yeah it, I like the little theme song yeah it it, it wasn't anything too too exciting I mean you know it didn't jump out as my favorite theme song ever but I didn't have a problem with it so the big question is. How ready are you to watch Ghoulies 2? I think I'm I'm pretty ready. I'm, I'm, I want to see the college one. <laughs> I really I really want to see Ghoulies 3. Yeah, <laughs> Ghoulies go to college. I wonder if they're all this dark or if they're kind of or if they a lighten little up. more, yeah, a little more comedic yeah. kind of going yeah. through. Because they they fall right between Gremlins and the Critters. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. uh, I don't know, kind of a uh, poor man's Critters in a way. Although they were first, <laughs> you know. Um, I like the look of the ghoulies. I like that, like the water ghoulie had a look. The the mm-hmm. the tree ghoulie had, you know, they all kind of had their own. Yeah, a little specific look. Yeah, and they felt uh, vicious but not evil. You know, they're kind of more. They weren't quite precious, but you know, they weren't like you know just completely disgusting and evil. True, I think so, they were cute. I thought they were cute too, <laughs> especially uh, toilet ghoulie. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. You gotta be careful, man. They'll get you in the end. I don't know. They'll get you. <laughs> Is there anything you would like to add about Ghoulies before we take a short break? Not that I can think of. What about you? I'm good. I'm good. So we are going to take a very short break. And we have, uh, this is a news break. So uh, stay tuned for that. And we will be back on the other side of this. I am Dan. And I am Faith. We'll see you on the other side. American Society of Cozy Corner recently announced the 2020 winner of the prestigious James Conn Award, Henry Winkler. The James Conn Award is given to a non-Italian who most people mistake for Italian. Winkler is most famous for playing Italian Arthur Fonzarelli, aka the Fonz on Happy Days. Congratulations, Henry, and we would just like to say, hey, sorry, Fonzie. She did it with a... Uh, I'm so sorry. She did it with her thumb up, too. So, so hey, <laughs> for you, Faith. <laughs> New cozy kitty litter is supposed to be a revolutionary breakthrough in kitty litters. I'm not going to get into the science of it, but it's still not going to change the fact that there's a box of cat crap in your house. Good point. In a recent poll taken by the Cozy Corner Society of Poll Takers, it was determined that no one likes you. We'd apologize, but we just don't like you. Were you contacted about that poll? I wasn't. I wasn't either. These people are. They don't like me. I don't know. Well, finally, the Cozy Corner Hygiene Society says it's a great idea to clean your doo-doo hole periodically throughout the day, even if you haven't used the bathroom. If more people clean their doo-doo hole, less people would be full of shit. Ain't that the truth. Ain't that the truth. And that is the news. We'll be back with more of Ghoulies. 
See you on the other side. Hello, sunshine. Goodbye, rain. She's wearing my school ring on the chain. She's my steady. I'm a man. I'm gonna love her all I can. This day is all. Back to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. Just some fun news bits. Oh, yeah. yeah congratulations <laughs> to Henry Winkler. <laughs> See if we can give him a nice proper A. You ready? One, three. One, two, three. A. Hey. Fonzie's cool, he isn't is he? Cool. Yeah, Laverne and Shirley we were talking about earlier. And now <laughs> Happy Days and, you know, Laverne and Shirley spun off of Happy yep. Days. So there's something to be said about brain dead television, though, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Are you a, are you a brain dead television fan? I am. Yeah. What is it that you love so much about brain dead I television? I don't know. It just it just feels good to watch, you know. And I don't feel the need to binge watch brain dead television. True. It's just I, I can watch thirty minutes of uh, of uh, Laverne and Shirley or, or Happy Days or watch a uh, Barnaby Jones mystery, which I which I've really gotten into. Uh, by the way, let me. Let me tell this story. So I was up early the other morning and Barnaby Jones with Buddy Epson, uh, Jed Clampett from uh, Beverly Hillbillies uh, playing a private investigator was on. And guess who played the villain in this episode? Faith? Jessica Walter oh. from 1974. How let, was it? Oh, it was great. It was a great, was great cool. episode. And uh, uh, let me tell you something. I saw her and I cannot see that woman and not think of play misty for me like like i i just can't do it that's funny that's actually funny because uh in february when i went to the mountains it, we just had a day where we stayed at the cabin and i was like i'm gonna make y'all watch a movie so my sister's like uh, you know she's she's very picky about her movie selections i decided they needed to see play misty for me and this is right around we had just done it hadn't yeah, we on the show? Like, yeah i think like a month later i had show, i had introduced okay. And I swear to you, to this day, she still talks about Evelyn. <laughs> she loves yeah. the movie. Like, the yeah. lady leaves an impression on you. <laughs> and she's got the same haircut, because uh, what was, Play Misty was 71, 72? Mm-hmm. Like 72. And this episode aired in 74, so I mean, so it's not mm-hmm. too far off. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, they're up in the in California, kind of in the hills, oh. and she's got the same haircut. and still crazy in a mind for murder <laughs> so it was uh it was great she's she's a great actress but and, and it's no fault of her own or maybe it is her fault that when i see her all i can think about is evelyn from play misty for me i know that's all that's all i see too it's, yeah. it's hard not to so i wanted to uh i wanted to share that with everyone and also to do a shameless plug for our back catalog which is available wherever podcasts are found and play misty for me is uh among the films that we've done and we had a lot of fun doing that film it's one of my favorites that it's we've done. It, it's one of my favorites that we've done too and uh that was during suspense month mm-hmm. in january and i feel like suspense month was was one of the best months that we've we've done here yeah, on the show i agree and there were just some great films mm-hmm. during that month we did a uh, rear window and play misty for me Reservoir Dogs, mm-hmm. and I forget what we uh, what we Psycho, clicked. Psycho, Psycho. How yes, can you forget? How can you forget Psycho? 
Ah, bad host, bad host. <laughs> but uh, all of those are available wherever podcasts can be found, as well as bringing it back around to Nicolas Cage, the Nicolas Cage episodes that we did. The Cage match where we pitted the films of Nicolas Cage against each other in an effort to determine which one is the cagiest. All of them are very cagey. Spoiler alert, face off one. <laughs> Face off one. But uh, there's some great episodes and some movies that we talk about with Nicolas Cage yeah. uh, in there. So uh, check. I think we should we should do like part two, because, I mean, obviously he has so many movies. He's the hardest working man in show business. So we need to we need the spotlight. We have so many movies to go through. He needs our help now, Faith, more than ever. That's right. So uh, all of those episodes are available. We had a lot of fun with the cage matches. Oh, yes. They're some of my favorites. And uh, it's always uh, fun to talk about Nicolas Cage. But let's uh, wrap up Ghoulies. We both really enjoyed this movie. Uh, how high of a recommendation uh, is this for you to someone who may not have seen it? It's pretty high. I mean, it's not a, it's not a terrible movie. I think it's a fun little movie, you know, to have one. What about you? Right here. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, Sunday. Rainy Sunday. Yeah. Um, not a lot of gore. Mm-mm. Special effects are great, though. Not a lot of gore. So if that's something that bothers you, you don't have to be worried about it. Uh, not really terribly scary. Just a lot of fun to watch and, yeah. and just an enjoyable uh, enjoyable hour and 21 minutes, I believe it is. <laughs> so uh, did you have any favorite parts here in this? I liked the dinner scene when everybody had to wear the glasses. And then it kind of turned into them doing another ritual. But I liked that whole, all the little creatures coming out of the food and stuff <laughs> i i thought that was a great scene uh that was probably my favorite i like the first couple of minutes the ritual in mm-hmm. the beginning uh i like michael debar as malcolm there i thought he gave a really good performance um did you have a favorite performance in the movie i like rebecca pelican with a k i thought pelican with a k really she walked away with this mm-hmm. I, and i'm surprised uh that she didn't become kind of a bigger yeah movie star or character actress because she she really was good she was really good she has a she, i think she had a great look so i mean i'm, I'm shocked too that i've never heard of her i mean how do you forget pelican with a k pelican with know. a k maybe that <laughs> held her back maybe we maybe, maybe so. they were like oh well, get her out of here pelican with a k <laughs> maybe i like my pelicans with a c damn it um could be uh one final thought uh see if you agree with me on this the film doesn't feel too dated it feels very timeless it mm-hmm. didn't feel like an 80s movie no you know it i think the only aspect was like the party maybe kind of felt a little 80s kind there was of, some break dancing going yeah, on Yeah, maybe their outfits a little but oh i, I gotta back up when the guy was break dancing all his joints yeah, fell all out, the of his, uh, out of his pocket <laughs> very very jeffrey lebowski moment right <laughs> yes <laughs> Very Jeffrey Lebowski. Uh, there, there were some really just fun and good-natured things, and and that's the thing about this movie. It's very good-natured. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a, it's not a bad bone in its body. It's just trying to be fun and entertaining. It's an entertaining. I think it did its job. I mean, I think it was a fun movie to watch. I mean, yeah. Like I said I wasn't on the edge of my seat, terrified, but final, was... final question, Faith. Okay. Did the ghoulies get you in the end? <laughs> no, luckily they did not. <laughs> By the they way, the toilet the toilet scene was added afterwards. Apparently, they did the poster and they thought it was such a great idea that they added the shot into the movie of it coming out of the toilet. So, I have not seen Ghoulies 2 or Ghoulies 3, <laughs> Ghoulies Go to College or Ghoulies 4. Maybe there's some toilet ghoulie, ghoulishness in those movies. You know what we're going to find out somewhere down the road? Yeah. We're going to find we out. Should. We're going to lock ourselves in a room and watch Ghoulies oh, all man. weekend. We'll come out... <sighs> different 
<laughs> very... so I'm actually though really curious how the tone kind of is throughout the rest of yeah. them. Yeah, I got a feeling it lightens up. Yeah, I'm feeling. Yeah, because so. this one was definitely when I say dark. I mean, I don't want people to think it's like, oh, it's so evil and. No, it was just it's more just, serious. Yeah, than, it's a yeah. lot more serious than I thought going into. It. Yeah, <laughs> but I liked it. So uh, yeah, yeah, good film, uh, fun watch. Uh, Thumbs up and yeah. uh, and I recommend it if you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Me give too. it, give it a listen uh, uh, or watch. I should say. I think oh, you're li- don't watch it. Just listen. Just to listen it. to it. Yeah. Don't look at it though. Yeah, don't look. <laughs> just just listen. So Ghoulies, that's in the book. So next week we have uh, it's it always it always goes back to Nicolas Cage, doesn't it? Faith? <laughs> it does. We, we are going to be doing another Nicolas Cage movie on the show here in faith you picked this one mm-hmm. and you've not seen this movie it has been a long time since i've seen this movie this is a movie that is not uh exclusively a horror film there are some elements of it in the film this martin scorsese film from 1999 what is it called faith bringing out the dead bringing out the dead i'm looking forward to yeah. re-watching this and uh, seeing what we uh think of we haven't done scorsese on the on the show i don't think we? we have that's kind of what jumped out to me because i didn't did, you know I didn't know him and Cage had worked together. One time. Like, yeah, I didn't One know. One time you got Goodman in there and Ving Rhames yeah. and uh, uh, Tom Sizemore and uh, Patricia Arquette, okay. and they were married at the time. So. Oh, they were married at the time of that movie. Okay. They were, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All yeah. right. So uh, it should be fun. should be fun. I'm looking for It's always good to talk about Cage on this show. Are we going to – should we score this this movie like our Cage match? You know, Faith, <laughs> I think we are going to – I think we are going to. I think we're going to – I think we're going to break out the Nicolas Cage scoring system for bringing out the dead. We have to. Yeah, we have. I think we're. Have I think to. we're obligated to break out the scoring system when we do a Nicolas Cage movie on this show. Yeah, I mean, That's a great if, call. If we didn't, I'd be upset. We did it for um, Primal, didn't we? We did. Yeah, so we have we did. to do it. I yeah. would. I would quit listening to the show if we didn't do the Nicolas Cage <laughs> right? scoring system and play the Nicolas Cage theme song. Yes. During the uh, during the we episodes. Should just so. always play the Nicolas Cage theme song. We really though. should. We really should. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. Yeah, bringing out the dead next week. So uh, we'll play a trailer for it after the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is about it. I would just like to add one thing before we go. I, I can feel the music getting ready to come on. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicolas Cage, I, we probably said this during the cage match episodes just how much fun it would be to have dinner with Nicolas Cage now during this whole quarantine pandemic thing uh, a lot of people were watching the James Bond movies during all of this and I was one I watched all the Roger Moore movies during this and Grace Jones is in his last film of you to a kill from 1985 I just want to put this in your in your brain and everybody out there listening um could you imagine having dinner with Nicolas Cage and Grace Jones in the same night (laughs) It would be interesting. <laughs> it would be very interesting. Very. Very interesting. <laughs> and on that note, cue the music. All right, Faith. It's time to say goodbye. Time to say goodbye. I want to thank everyone out there for tuning in from all over the world. Everywhere. Or possibly from other planets. Maybe so. You just don't know. That'd be cool. <laughs> you just don't know. So uh, uh, just imagine we gave you the greeting in your galactic language yes. out there so and hey contact us come on be on the show sure <laughs> all right faith let's do it may your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm may the light of the moon keep you safe from harm be you vampire spook specter or beast always remember keep, keep your, your monster, monster on, on a leash. leash we will see you on the other side
next time on the Late Night Fright. Six too young. Six too young is here, baby. <laughs> and I'm going to take care of you. Thursday started out with a bang. Heat, humidity, moonlight, all the elements in place for a long weekend. I was good at my job. There were periods when my hands moved with the speed and skill beyond me. How long have you been doing this? Five years. Wow, you must have seen some things, huh? But in the last year, I'd started to lose that control. I've been seeing the ghosts. You ever notice? People who see things are always crazy. Mm -hmm. I just needed a few slow nights, followed by a couple of days off. There's a double shooting, 41st and 8th. What happened to chest pain, difficulty breathing, fractured hands? Don't even slow down, just keep on moving. Nobody loves me, Chris. You have the power, Jesus, not to spare this worthless man. Rise up! Damn, you guys are good. I'm on my way out. Anytime now. Nobody gets fired, son. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> you swore that you'd fire me if I came in late again. You swore it. You swore it. I'll fire you tomorrow. Old man's a bus driver, mama nurse. Sort of born to it, I guess. Rule number one, don't get involved with patients' daughters, you understand? Our mission, to save lives. Blast off! Help others and you help yourself. That was my motto. I understood how crazy it was to think this way. Then, something good will happen. Everything just glows. Here's to the greatest job in the world. Frank! Are you okay? Never felt better in my life. How are you? I'm good. Good. Bringing out the dead.